listening to the Worcester Observer podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm your host, Rob George. We're recording this back on a Wednesday. And for those of you that care, I'm actually recording this with my shoes on. I normally record it in my socks. You normally just jump out of bed, don't you? (laughs) You're still in your pajamas. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a relaxed podcast. We're (laughs) casual around here. Um, It's a sunny Wednesday as we record this, though. Summer is here once again for um, a spell, hopefully until October. Certainly over this weekend because I'm going to Bournemouth by the seaside for the weekend. Oh, how nice. So hopefully it'll be a nice 20 degrees, walk by the sea a couple of times, get some sea air into one's lungs. And also the other people that are in Bournemouth this week are the Liberal Democrats. Great segue. Great segue there. God, I'm getting good at this. Um... And I wanted to start, before we take you through the news on the WorcesterObserver.co.uk, with just my thoughts on Joe Swinson's position on Brexit, because it's upset a lot of people. And I just wanted to bring calm, rational... um, What's the word I'm after? Debate. Reasoning. Calm, rational reasoning. That's it, reasoning there. That might have to be edited, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Calm, rational reasoning to the debate. Number one. For her to succeed, if you listen to what she says, for her to succeed, she's they've got 18 MPs. She's going to need at least another 304 to form a majority government. So what you're saying is it won't happen? I'm not saying it won't happen, because the last three years have taught us anything, is that don't predict politics. Mm. But they would require a surge in the vote and a... Tr- a demolition of the Leave vote, and suddenly people just go, oh, I've had enough of Brexit. You know, devout Leave supporters to go, I've had enough of Brexit. Mm. I mean, it, it could happen, but the chances are small. Secondly, what's the alternative? Because at the moment, Boris is ploughing on with, I've got this idea and I'm going to do this. Labour's position is, well, we kind of want Brexit, but we don't want Brexit. Hmm. Even the Green Party now is like, oh, well, we really ought to have a second referendum. You can't have a second referendum when you haven't implemented the result of the first but one. But that's my point, Rob. I don't think there is an alternative. I think the only way forward is delivering what the people voted for, and that's what I think is democracy. I think yes. I'm one of those people that Joe Swinson has just driven mad this week because she's standing up there and having all these people applaud her and it's national news on every front page... And it's just going against what... I I honestly think they're sleepwalking into tyranny. They need to wake up. The people voted Uh and they they are going against the populace. There's two problems with that argument. Mm -hmm. Number one, they would put that case to a general election. Right. People like yourself that disagreed with it could feel free to vote in other areas. Right. And if the feeling is strong, that's a very Star Wars, if the force is strong... (laughs) Um, if the force is strong amongst Brexit voters and Leave voters, she won't succeed. Hmm. That's democracy. So she's not going against it. She's actually risking it all. She's actually throwing the dice and risking it all because if you're right, they'll be destroyed. They'll be wiped out again. But there's always going to be those people who disagree. And it, it just seems in this day and age, people can't accept losing whether it's in your school playing grounds, you, you know, the children are almost yeah. taught that they can't lose a football match, you know. It's, it's one of these things which is just pervading into our consciousness as human beings on planet Earth right now. And it's, it's almost just 
But it is, but it is respecting democracy. There's two things wrong. One, it will, she'll put it to the test at a general election. If she's wrong, she'll lose. She'll lose badly. But if she's right, I'm not sure she's going to be right enough to form a majority. But it's clear, it's a party offering a choice and saying, if you want to remain, you've got to give us your vote. If that, if that vote doesn't get out there... She doesn't win. It's that simple. I, I think you're being very nice looking at it that way. I think most people, though, the, I know everybody who <laughs> voted to leave isn't looking at it like that because no, I know. it's not I fair know. and it doesn't seem I right. Know. But equally, I'd come back to you and say, is the way three prime ministers now have handled this? And we haven't had a Brexit here, though, have we? We've had what, remaining. What I thought Boris was. Oh, until now, and he's only been in a matter of a month or so. But it still hasn't been delivered. Article 50 was invoked on the 29th of March, and it's a two-year period. It was a nightmare. It was a disaster nightmare having May in. We we knew it from the beginning. Where the blame lies and where Brexit voters... And I've said it before, and I've said it again, and I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Everyone knows I voted Remain. I've no shame in admitting that. But equally, I am hacked off for Leave voters that their voice has not been respected. But your blame and where you throw the blame shouldn't go at Labour, shouldn't go at the Liberal Democrats. It should go at the government that you charged to actually deliver this. It's not just the... It's a democracy role. We all charge them to deliver it. Exactly. Yeah. But I've said my way forward with Brexit the morning after. Cameron had to go. I, I... Going about the interview on um, Monday night, and there was a load of people saying, well, he ran off. No, he didn't run off. He campaigned hard to remain. The British people said, we want to leave. There was no way he'd survive as Prime Minister. What do you think of him coming, appearing now, a couple of years later, with his new book? He's got a book to flog. Yeah, I think it's pretty appalling what he's been saying, do you not? He's got a book to flog. Mm. History will judge him. You know, this... You got, when a Prime Minister puts his memoirs out, it's his version of his or her version of history. Mm. But history will judge him as the guy who basically got cocky. I'm sorry if this is out of turn and if people disagree with me, let me know. But he got cocky. He just never thought it would happen, did he? He strode, he strode into Scotland and said, go on then, we'll have a referendum. He won that by 10 percentage points and thought, well, I've won that. I can win an EU referendum. Totally different issue. Mm. Scotland independence was based on just one party's view, the SNP. The European Union referendum was a deep sore that had not been scratched and had not been picked at for 40 years. Mm. By simply offering a referendum, you opened up that wound. And we are still suffering today. The guy had to leave. You know, I actually respect him for walking out the next morning and resigning. Because if he'd had hung on, he would have been a laughingstock. He'd have been the Prime Minister that asked the country to vote one way and they all went the other way. But I would have much preferred somebody to come in and said, right, the result was 52-48. We're going to start the Brexit process, but everybody needs to know now the deal will be a compromise. Mm. Because the result was so close. I think we would have been in a whole different situation if we'd elected Boris last time instead of May. I think we've wasted so much time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
And I do think, you know, Boris has got a lot of criticism out there, but I do think he's he's managing it well and he's doing so much at home as well, bringing shipbuilding back, the police officers, all the money that's ploughing into our towns. I mean, I put all our news on our, you know, Instagram and yeah. things like that. And I'm just seeing all these billions constantly towards our towns and cities and our schools and he's doing a good job at home and he's got the hardest job on the planet right now to do negotiating this brexit deal but you can't criticize him for that can you i can and i (laughs) and i will do but the one thing parliament never understood this referendum was the build-up of years of being ignored Hmm. People from all walks, Remainers, Leavers, North, South, working class, middle class, upper class. People have been ignored by a parliament that will just oh, vote, can you just vote us in and then we'll do what we want. And people have still ignored it now. The best deal, the best way to go forward with Brexit was quite simple. Listen to what the 17.4 million wanted to leave. And then spend the next two years working on a campaign to deliver Brexit, but carry Remainers like me forward. Because I've always said, and I can look anyone in the face, I didn't want Brexit. I still don't want Brexit. But if a Prime Minister could have gone, look, there we go, we're all sorted, and day one, nothing will change. The day one we're at the EU, nothing will change. We'll be, we've got everything in place. Trust your government. I'd have backed him completely. Where the uncertainty lies, where the people like Joe Swinson can walk in, is because they know it's been a Horlicks... It's been a Horlicks forever. I don't mean the brand name, I mean the yeah. situation. <laughs> What's the... Can we advertise? No. Um, <laughs> Aston Martin. Um, <laughs> but do you not appreciate that we... I mean, I, I speak to lots of people who want to remain, and I do think the consensus is coming around. People are starting to see the benefits that could be there after Brexit. With or without a deal, lots of people are yeah. starting to feel a bit more positive. People like the idea of bringing shipbuilding back. They like the idea of having our waters for our fishermen again. They like the idea of managing our, you know, not having to use Monsanto seeds, etc. I was speaking to some farmers um, last week, not being dictated to with what we have to do the whole time and being able to be in control again. Absolutely. You, you yeah. I, I get everything what Brexiteers state, sensible Brexiteers like yourself. Thank you. I don't like (laughs) the rampant, you know, all this is going to change, and if we don't get out, all this is going to happen, because it has been disproven. Like, the biggest thing I need to address. Um, If you ever see a meme with 12 things that are going to happen if we don't leave, Hmm. one of them mentions the London Stock Exchange and the Frankfurt Stock Exchange are going to merge. They're not. No. Because you know what? It was proposed in March 2017 that the London and Frankfurt Stock Exchange would merge. Do you know the body that blocked it? Quiz question for you. No, I don't. The proposal was tabled, and who put their foot down? We've got an email. <laughs> it could be live. And do you know the body who blocked it? No. Because of concerns over competition and unfair advantage? It was the European Union. Mm, going to have to look into that you one. You can go and search That's the it. one good thing they've done you for can, us. You can go and search that, but... I I get what people vote, and I want democracy respected, but at the same time, when the government... I mean, we're on our third Prime Minister now. Mm, I've I've got faith in Boris. I think he's going to do it. You know, there are things... We get to a point now where something's going to have to happen. I think I said this... Whether last week or a couple of weeks ago, 
three things are going to happen. We've either got to leave without a deal, leave with this withdrawal agreement slightly rubbed out and some new things added, or somebody's got to stand up and say, we've messed up and we're going to revoke Article 50 and we're going to stop the clock. Hmm. Because all revoking Article 50 would do would stop the clock. I just hate the fact that they're... I mean, we saw it in Luxembourg. They've got no respect for us. They don't, they've always said we've part-time Europeans, but haven't it, they? And, they? and that Junker, Junker, I never know how to say his name, he's been saying that it's impossible to not, you know, the hard border thing in Ireland. And, but look at, look at already in the middle of Europe is Switzerland. It's got five countries around it. It works there. Two things. <laughs> what? There's so many things that they hypocrite. It's hypocritical. Two things. One, it's Luxembourg. Oh, Luxembourg. No, no, no Switzerland, no. Switzerland. No, 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 Luxembourg. Yeah. Really, let's not get annoyed about annoying, you know, being shamed by Luxembourg. Mm. Tiny, tiny little country. Let's yeah. be honest. They just wanted their moment on the stage. Yeah. I think he was a bit below the belt, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but... And they, they apparently, apparently somebody like, was saying that they gave those protesters like loudspeakers. I have no, I've no idea. <laughs> but being insulted by Luxembourg is kind of like me being insulted about journalism by um, a certain um, TV channel in America. I don't really take any list lessons uh, from that. But somebody, it's either one of those three things has got to happen because it's got to be resolved now. We cannot go any further if we go beyond March next year I think I'll cry oh me too um, because it either needs to be done but the one thing I don't everyone everyone say, I say that and then no doubt people will say, accuse me of being a Remainer and, or a Ramona and an enemy of democracy I don't want a Brexit deal that is going to harm this country and damage the cause that people believe in mm-hmm. because if we have a deal that's rubbish and we end up having to go begging to go back, the issue of our freedom from the EU will be toxic forever. Oh, they're going to be charging us if five gonna, billion a month, aren't they? If we're going <clears> to <throat> do it, we need to make a success of it because it would be wrong to do it, make a mess of it, because then the issue of our freedom from the EU would never be discussed again. And I think that would be the shame because I think people voted in belief and in true faith to leave. Do you know what's going to happen, Rob? We're going to leave. We're going to make an amazing success of it. We're going to bring right, back Trump. industry. We're going to. We're going to. All the other countries. We're going to be responsible for breaking up Europe, but we're going to be also responsible for all those other European countries flourishing. And <laughs> I don't think Europe will break up. I think they're more solid than ever. I don't know. I think with look, uh, with our big massive pot of money coming made, out of, they're the only declining market in the world right had now. Had we made a success of it? I'm totally on board with you. Had this gone smoothly, Italy would have been the next out of the door. I know there's a lot of people, a growing momentum in France of people who want to leave. Yeah, but you look, Macron has survived, he's gone through it. Mm. And the the right in France has been fragmented, both the Conservative and the far right has been fragmented. You know, Sarkozy blew it apart. And But you look at Italy, they had a very populist Prime Minister, Matteo Salvini resign now populism is being sort of pushed back a little bit when people are seeing the realities this is what i fear about this country and this is what provoked my rant last week we're going to be seen as some sort of martyrs unless we do something because people at the moment are looking at us going oh britain they voted to get out the politicians can't do it though Mm. and that's the problem we're losing our standing hypothetically should we ever stay 
if and I'm not saying we should and please don't yell at me and say we we you know you're a typical romantic I'm not saying we should but if we did believe believe in this country because believe we had influence and we will have it again we're as classic you know we pay so much money in we have got a voice if we end up staying it will not be the worst thing in the world Politically, because we could have a voice, and we at any time can run and run a run. They'll cripple us if we stay in, though. Now they will absolutely cripple We've us. We've still got the veto. We can still walk away from anything. No, I don't. We think... could fight back, and we just need somebody, a la Thatcher, a la Blair, somebody that would go there and say, "I'll agree to things that are in our interest." But if you want to bully me, bring it on, because Britain will fight back. But I think that's kind of what Boris is doing. Exactly, not kind of, exactly what Boris is doing. We'll see, because at the moment Mm. I just feel it's a mess. And before I get onto a rant, let's go on to some other stuff, because politics is just uh at the moment. And if you've not turned off already, I do apologise. We're going to do one week where we're not going to do (laughs) politics. It would be a great idea to do politics. Anyway, next week's guest. No. (laughs) Um, let's take you through some of the stories you're reading online, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on the paper, of course, as well. And um, I've had a bit of emotional week, really. Oh, this front page story. Um, I'm sure you've read it because, again, this little boy has captured the nation's heart again. Um, but it's sad news. Oscar Saxelby-Lee, um, who you'll all know, provoked just warmth of a nation, people driving from all over the place to have swabs done to see if they were a a stem cell match for him uh, to cure his leukaemia. Sadly, Friday it was confirmed that his leukaemia has returned. And... um, It's heartbreaking, isn't it? I'm going to try and do this without getting emotional, but I'll explain (laughs) why uh, in a short while. But um, the long story short is that he cannot... It's unlikely he'll have another stem cell transplant in the next 12 months on the NHS. Um, And basically, he hasn't got that long. He can't wait. Why can't they do another one? Is it a safety issue? It's a medical issue that I'm not really fully on top of, but it's it's something they can't do on the NHS again within 12 months. But this little boy hasn't got 12 months without treatment. But if we raise the money... We can go elsewhere and have There's it done. There's a trial that can be done in this country, um, but it needs to be. Uh, they need to estimate. They've estimated that to raise at least half a million pounds. My goodness. Um, because at the moment, children with B cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia can undergo CART therapy in the UK, hmm. but Oscar has T cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which is a nastier, more evil version of the illness. Um, His care team are looking at the possibility of receiving um, the CART treatment as a trial. Right. It hasn't been proven to work in the strand that he's got. Um, But if it was a trial, they could have... the money. If the money was raised, they can do the trial. Um, But it's just absolutely heartbreaking that he... They found a match. It was a 10 out of 10, which apparently you must have 10 out of 10 match. He had it. And then the cancer returned. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I mean, um, his poor parents as well. 
they're the front page of this week's paper and they just look like such an adorable family in that photo. He is, and there's a video online that we're going to see if we can get and post on Worcester Observer of Oscar himself appealing. Um, not to tug at your heartstrings, but it will tug at your heartstrings, but because the boy's so, so brave. So we need to raise this half a million... Half a million pounds. Um, if you go to uk.virginmoneygiving.com and search for help for... Um, sorry, I'll do that again. If you go to uk.virginmoneygiving.com and search for Hand in Hand for Oscar, I won't give you the complete address because it's complicated it's all on our website but if you search for hand in hand for oscar if you're listening to this and want to search but i will put the link itself in full on our website on worcesterobserver.co.uk click through last night as i left i think they'd raised about eighty-two thousand pounds since friday oh my goodness fantastic since friday amazing i mean that's incredible it's just it resonates with me and you can tell from my voice i'm a little bit choked because basically Oscar and my son Jacob are going through their school journey. Last year when Oscar was diagnosed, he was in reception and starting his school journey. Jacob was in reception and starting his school journey. This September, Oscar should have been starting year one at Pitmaston Primary School. Jacob started year one, so it really... I've got no reason to feel upset. I don't know the family or anything, and please don't think I'm being self-indulgent. I'm, But I... You empathise. No. With these with these podcasts, no. I like to give you an insight and give and share personal stuff as well in the hope um, for a better podcast. So it's not just a robot just reading the news out. And so it's just it's a little bit um, close. Oh, you obviously have dealings with the family because you yeah. often write about them. Do they? Is is this a good hope though? If we can get the. 500. They're just being strong and optimistic yeah. and fighting. Okay. There's some lovely quotes from Olivia, um, his mum, in the story. I'll let you read them because I think if I read them out, that would probably push me over the edge. Um, but it's just so, so sad. Friday, I got the news and it was just... It's heartbreaking because you're thinking, right, he's got the stem cells treatment, it's worked, right? This yeah. little boy's going to be back at school in no time, brilliant, and... The stress and the strain will just be off. There's nothing worse than children, is there, when they're poorly like this? Well, I mean, my wife and I were sort of talking about the story last night and we both agreed that, you know, there should be some sort of weird way that when you're born, you've you've got until you're like 16, 17, 18 before you get anything ill. I think at least 35. (laughs) (laughs) But um, do read that story. And if you can help in any way, please do. We'll put the link on our website, on the website story, which if you just click and go straight through, it'll take you straight through to the page. But if you haven't got access to the computer or if you're away from the computer, uk.virginmoneygiving.com and search Hand in Hand for Oscar. And it's the top, it's the top link on there. Click on it and you'll read more information and information from his mum as well. Um, Brilliant. We just wish them all the very best. And also I mentioned they're working with the Grace Kelly Childhood Cancer Trust as well. And if they raise the money and the trial proves to cost less, then all that money raised will go to the charity and help their work supporting families of children with cancer. Fantastic. Uh, but also I want to import another thing I need to point out whilst they're working with the Grace Kelly uh, Child Cancer Trust, money raised separately for the trust will continue to fund the charities 
ongoing work as well. Brilliant. So it, and, and we need these trials to happen, don't we? Because we, do. we learn from them and who yep. knows whose child will be in 10 years' time or something have this. You know, it's for the good of us all. They deserve they deserve happiness because they have been through every parent's worst nightmare. And um, I just wish them all the best. And if you can help, do help. Uh, and we'll play our part uh, with as much publicity as possible to raise awareness Brilliant. for them as well. Uh, Monday... Moving on, um, I met another pair of very, very inspiring people, and that's Ian and Vicky Jones, Tom Jones' mum and dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, because as we record this uh, tomorrow, we can record this on Wednesday, tomorrow will be the, a year since, sadly, Tom lost his life Gosh, after he fell into the River Severn. And wow. on Monday, there was the re- revealing of a, quite a fantastic bit of kit, really. Um, it's an extendable pole, a a throw board, if you like. Um, well, that's what it's called, but it doesn't look like a board. Look at the picture and tell me if it looks like a board. It doesn't look like a board at all. It looks like a pogo stick. It, it's a long extendable stick with a float on the end. Hmm. But it it's imagine a defibrillator behind a behind a glass case. Yeah. This is this has been put by the River Seven. There's a code on it, and if you see anyone in difficulty. Ring the number that's on the board, on the um, on the sign, hmm. and they will give you a code to release this device, which is a pole with a, a float on the end and with a hook attached to the float. Right. And it extends. It extends for miles. It re- the guy was demonstrating. He just kept. Why have you got to ring someone? Why can't they have like a glass thing that you break or something I, to be quicker? Well, uh, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know that fully. I'll be honest. Hmm. But if you ring the number, they'll give you the code. And this, you can take it down to the river. It extends for miles. The guy demonstrating was just kept basically extending it and extending it. It was like, where's it going to go? I mean, we were standing on the north end of Worcester. I thought, is this going to end up in Cathedral Square or something? And they take it down and you can put it in the water and there's a float on the end, so the end floats. And there's a hook for someone to grab on. And the idea is you can drag them to safety and prevent another tragedy, uh, such as what happened to Tom nearly a year ago today. I have to say... I've seen Ian and Vicky Jones at, sadly, Tom's, Tom's Inquest and at other things where I haven't had the opportunity to speak to them. I spoke to them on Monday, and if you meet two more brave people in Worcester, I'd like to meet them because what they've been through in the public eye and with so many people knowing what happened to Tom and having to go through the inquest and everything and to come out and be able to speak in front of people and speak so warmly to the media. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe of both of them. They're both clearly still very, very much grieving, mm. but have the strength to actually mm. be there and support things like this in memory of their son when it's still so, so raw yeah. that they lost their life. I, it's, I can't speak highly enough of It them. is shocking the number of drownings there are in this country. I never realised no. until this case happened last year and it, obviously it came in the public domain and the figures are just outstanding. It, I mean, 70... I'm just reading in your article here, 70 young people aged between 18 and 21 have drowned in the last five years while under the influence. That's just... And 93% of them are male. Yeah. 
that says something for the male bravado, you know, I'll jump in there. But it's often the men probably, we don't know what the whole story is with the Tom thing. It still isn't a mystery what happened. But we'll a lot know. of a lot of men, I think, do sometimes maybe get drunk at uni in mm. their first few weeks and stagger home yeah. by themselves. Often girls will stick together, <laughs> don't yeah. they? Because, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably answering but that. It, but it is important to say that that wasn't Tom. Not at what, all. What we did know about Tom is that he'd had a night out and wasn't over wasn't overly no uh, drunk we'll never know but he ended up in the water but i think it's a terrific thing it's on page three of the paper it's going to be the main story went on worcesterobserver.co.uk please give it a read because they're just wonderful people i mean i came away feeling emotional because the strength i mean i have no problems admitting it if that was my son I'd think I'd still be at home with the curtain shut, not wanting to see anybody even a year on. For the fact that they're living a life, I'm not going to say a normal life, because as as Vicky said to me, their lives will never be the same again. Mm. But the fact that they're out there and promoting this, I cannot speak highly enough. They're two wonderful people that, again, like Olivia and Jamie, Oscar's parents didn't deserve what happened to them. No, absolutely. I I just have to say, I was watching a few weeks ago one of these life boat programs mm. and they were talking about drowning and if you ever do fall into freezing or cold water it doesn't even have to be freezing your body goes into shock apparently mm. and so most people panic and that's when you can die within yeah. a minute sometimes they call you, it cold water yeah it's shock you if you do fall ever into this situation you have to just try and remember to stay calm mm. and just try and float rather than splash yeah. about and go into that panic situation yeah, because, because that will save your end. life yeah. yeah the man described it really well on this programme and I remember thinking wow that's really useful to know because I'm a bit of a panicker I'm sure I'd be panicking immediately Um, but just when it's in the back of your head isn't it to know these things just try and float to the top and um, but that's that is isn't that the fight or flight reflex it is when we're in danger we fight yeah Um, but that in this in drowning cases that's what kills you I just it's it's just so sad it's Mm. um he's the way the way they both speak about him is absolutely wonderful and I've still got the audio on my phone um, and I may keep it just just a list of... just once more, just for the inspiration because the way they speak about him... And I, Ian, Ian actually said, and he, he's right, you know, they warned him what to do when, when he went off to university. I mean, he was only from Bromsgrove, so he wasn't... Mm going across halfway across the country but still he was leaving home and they they were letting their eldest you know leave home and he said we told him the do's and don'ts and we all know what they are you know Mm. any parent listening to this don't drink too much don't any teenager (laughs) listening to this you've had it from your mum and dad already (laughs) um he said we told him the do's or don'ts he said but the one thing i never said was stay out the water but obviously you don't think that do you You, you're sending a child off to university you're like just don't do this break the law and things you don't think We'll just stop out the water because mm. it's just so, so very sad. This is a wonderful thing. I should give a, a shout out to the Royal Life um, Saving Society who put all this together with a number of partners, including Reach and Rescue as well, who provided and donated the throw board as well. Um, the guys are, guys and girls are RLSS UK, the Royal Life Saving Society. Brilliant, brilliant charity that do so much um, education to stop people going in. Please listen. Do you know what would be good, Rob? I'm just thinking a YouTube video on, a, on our new YouTube station of 
the editor of the local paper demonstrating how this this device works. <laughs> I think that'll get loads of hits. And you could teach the whole of Worcester. We'll we'll throw you in, and I'll save you. Well, we have got. I did take video. <laughs> did you? Not of me demonstrating it. <laughs> I think I think it would have been fun you demonstrating. But no, I'd, lo- I'd love to see this video. But I'll I, I'll tell you what I'll email. Well, this is what happens when we're not recording. These are the discussions we have. <laughs> so we, we're giving you an insight to what we talk about. Yeah. I'll email you when we finish oh, recording. Let's put it on the YouTube. Yeah, and see if you fantastic. think it's good enough. But my recording skills not brilliant. So do have a look at it. Okay. And if, it, if it's shoddy, then <laughs> we'll um, do it again with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not going in. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> Um, but do give do give that a read. It's a wonderfully inspiring story. And if anyone listening to this knows Ian and Vicky, I've said this to them myself, but show them love. Be there for them because they're two just simply wonderful, wonderful people. <sighs> right. Um, Can we have a happy story now? Let's have uh, let's reflect on something happier. Actually, let's go back. Um, I don't know why I'm saying going back. <laughs> Let's do the Worcester City Run. You mean go back in the paper, page six on go the back in paper? The, the Worcester City Run, a record 4,300 runners of all ages and abilities competed in this year's Worcester City Run on Sunday. Now, we've got endless pictures. There's more. There's even more going to go on our website, believe it or not. Um, but it attracted runners locally and from across the region as well to raise money. Um, and there was the Worcester City Half Marathon, the 10K, and also the Young Athletes Run. The full results, I'm going to say this quickly because I'll forget, go on worcestercityrun.com for the results in full because we haven't been able to publish all of them because otherwise we would have had less pictures and I wanted to run more pictures than text because some of the pictures are absolutely terrific for example there's a giant ladybird running I love that costume <laughs> for, again for the Grace Kelly Child of Cancer Trust which we mentioned when we were talking about Oscar um, but it's a giant ladybird but my favourite big pink dress Colin Burgin Plues better known as big pink dress who competes in the 10k and runs 10k's all over the country to raise money for charity his that big pink dress has got ladybirds on as well yes because he ran it he ran it for the trust oh is the is the ladybird yeah the ladybird is the theme but he made that himself that's impressive he makes all the dresses himself the guy's like six foot anyway. He makes the dresses and he makes him seven foot. If you can't see it, he's, it's like this huge, big, triangular dress with a big, <laughs> round hat with ladybirds, huge, giant ladybirds stuck all over yeah. it. And um, incredible. And he I'm ran gonna, in that. Oh I'm going to make that the main picture on the story when I update it. But if you ever want to find out more about this incredible bloke, he's a Pride of Britain nominee as well, Colin Burgin Plues. If you search for big pink dress on Google, you'll actually find him. The guy runs... 10Ks, dressed like that in a massive, bulky dress. Amazing. Uh, for endless charities. He's run it all over the north of England. He knew Steve Cram, who is the founder of the Worcester City Run, um, and came down to Worcester to run it. I mean, this is... We had the same last year. The guy ran... Uh, was running from Land's End to John O'Groats. And I forget his name now, and that's really annoying. But it was a chap from Warsaw. Mm. And he ran from Long- Land's End to John O'Groats. And meanwhile, having a break from doing the run, he competed in the 10K for charity. This is what the Worcester City Run does. Wow. It inspires to the nth degree, people. It's wonderful. It's a fantastic thing. Do read it. We're going to put more information online as well because the space didn't permit us. And as, as I said, I wanted to run pictures because we thank... Um, while... Um, Yes, Wildman Media, I should say. I just wanted to make sure I got the credit. 
Um, and also Purple Swan Photography for providing the pictures because they didn't ask for a penny for those pictures. Oh, uh, and it's nice. wonderful. And it's very kind of them to do it. Um, I have to say, I love the Rugby World Cup wrap this week as well. All yes, the rugby got, news going on Yes, there. the Rugby World Cup will be starting, I think, I think it starts on Friday. I know England's first game is Sunday morning against... We'll have to check our wrap. Check the wrap I in know. the paper. <laughs> I all know. In there. Let's check the World Cup wall <laughs> chart that's part of the wrap. They play Tonga at 11.15 on Sunday morning. Um, how long have we gone? We've gone about 35 minutes. We've gone about 35 yep. minutes. Right, I think, well, should we wrap it up? Because I think we get so. complaints, don't we, if we go on too <laughs> long. Um, I do want to point out, if you do get the paper, just go to page 10. There's a picture of Harriet Baldwin and a giant bear. Just going to... Aww. Just going to put that out. It is Hero, the Help for Heroes mascot. It looks like a bear with a poorly leg. Yeah, but he's Hero, the Help for Heroes mascot. Oh, lovely. Uh, but just do go it because I think it's a wonderful, wonderful... <laughs> I do think it's a, a wonderful picture. Um, and just end before we go on to Claire's brilliant What's on Worcester roundup, I just want to give a massive, massive, massive unbelievably massive good luck to the Worcestershire Rapids who are playing in the Vitality Blast finals day at Edgbaston on Saturday looking to defend the trophy they won so memorably last year I'm gutted I can't be there oh no why can't you be there but I'm going to Bournemouth for the weekend oh, of course. for yeah. something that was booked in well before the cricket season started um, you're so going to be on, in Bournemouth, but you're really going to be on your phone and your laptop, aren't you, checking every two seconds? I'm not taking my laptop, and I think Mrs George may um, have words if I spend <laughs> too much time on the on my phone. But I will be with you in spirit, boys. Bring it home and be the first county cricket team to defend the uh, 2020 Vitality Blast trophy. It would be amazing. It was amazing last year. It will be amazing again this year. So good luck, guys. Bring it home. And yeah. I'm recording the whole day on Sky Sports uh, Cricket, so I'll watch it all again when I get home, feeling very hungover, no doubt, on <laughs> Sunday evening. So a massive good luck to everyone there, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about the success on next week's podcast. But I think that's it from the news and the sport. We couldn't do this podcast, though, and we couldn't end it without Claire's What's On Worcester Roundup. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Guide. Thanks, Rob. Yes, here are some of my topics of things to see and do in the week ahead. Starting on Thursday, the 19th of September, if you can still get a ticket, as I know they've been flying off the shelf this week, but the brilliantly funny Ed Byrne is on at Huntington Hall with his If I'm Honest tour. He's a brilliant comedian, he's also a voiceover artist and an actor, and he's presented television shows, you've probably seen him on things like Uncut, Best Unseen Ads and Just for Laughs, and he's also one of those guest panellists on lots of those game shows. He's absolutely hilarious and a lovely guy to boot. Definitely worth a night out at Huntington Hall to see him on Thursday, if you can get a ticket. So do be quick if you want to go and see him. My other top pick for Thursday is to go and see Joe Brown and his band at the Swan Theatre on Thursday evening. These guys are also performing there on Friday night too. And this is their 60th anniversary tour. That's quite an achievement, isn't it? Going around 60 years playing music here, there and everywhere. He really is a premier rock and roll legend and has continued to break box office records 
all over the place. He's actually received a Mojo magazine coveted Outstanding Contribution to Music Award and also a much-deserved MBE recently. He's an incredible musician. Don't miss it. That's Joe Brown and his band at the Swan Theatre on Thursday night and also Friday night. Then also on Friday, the 20th of September, it's a murder mystery evening happening at the Worcester White House Hotel. WR11EA is the postcode via Saturn Ave there. This is a themed Toga and Tiara murder mystery night. It sounds like loads of fun. The year is 125 AD and Bacchus has just been appointed pro-council of Britain and Bacchus is hosting this party to celebrate. But what happened to the previous pro-council we want to know? His name was Homer and did he die of natural causes or was he murdered? If so, why was he murdered? It's £32 per person and that includes a three-course meal with coffee. It's going to be an amazing night and I love this idea. I've been to lots of murder mystery nights but I've never been to one in 125 AD. Sounds incredible. Do let me know if you go and let me know what happens. I want to know what happened to the previous pro-council Homer. Sounds great. (laughs) Also on Friday night, Psychic Sally is back in Worcester with her 10 years and counting show at Huntington Hall. That's at 7.30pm there. Sally's been wowing audiences, young and old, across the country for over 10 years now. She she rocketed to fame a couple of years ago on Celebrity Big Brother, and she hasn't stopped since then, really. Um, on this show, she's going to have you on the edge of your seat as she brings mediumship into the 21st century, or that's what she tells us. She says... Her ability allows her to harness the energy around certain individuals in the audience and pass on the messages from their loved ones who've passed away with incredible accuracy. I don't know if I believe in this this stuff, but I keep hearing amazing stories. And I did actually once go to one of these clairvoyants who was truly incredible. So it's mind-boggling, isn't it? And I I love Sally. So um, yeah, tickets are only £24. So do get your ticket quick if you want to go along and see Psychic Sally back in Worcester. And again, that's at Huntington Hall, 7.30pm on Friday, the 20th of September. A few live music events for you also on Friday night. London Black, they've got a single launch happening at Annie's Burger Shack on Friday evening. The UK Appellas are on at the Sociable Beer Company. I've never actually seen these guys, but I've heard incredible things about them. I'm going to try and get over there myself because apparently they're incredible. Um, Claire Boswell, she's performing a gig at the Great Malvern Hotel on Friday night. And Corey's Angels, they're a great local band. They're going to be putting on a show at the Bluebell Inn in Malvern. Moving on to Saturday, the 21st of September, there's a Come and Sing Elgar's The Kingdom event hosted by the Elgar Chorale of Worcester at the Royal Grammar School, 10am until 5pm there on Saturday. If you need any more information on that, just Google Elgar Chorale or you can also get your tickets from the RGS or Alice Otley. Also on Saturday, if you love gardening, you won't want to miss this. It's the Black Pear Gardening Club with Glenys Dyer happening at Poick Parish Hall on Saturday. WR34RT is the postcode via Satnav there. 2.30pm start. The event is entitled Clematis, the Ultimate Social Climber. And Glenys will be talking there. She's a former college lecturer, a former committee member of the British Clematis Clematis, Clematis, that's it, Society, a member of the International Clematis Society and also the Alpine Garden Society. So she really knows her stuff. 2.30pm at Poick Parish Hall on Saturday. 
loads and loads of live music going on again all over town on Saturday night as per usual just to mention a couple but if you want the full list do check out this week's paper or look on our website um, Pete Hyde and the Villiards he's going to be performing at the Chestnut in Worcester on Saturday night Vintage Inc great local band they're going to be on at the Virgin Tavern Sat- um, on Saturday, Petal, P- Pistol Pete Vern and the Wildwood Flowers will be putting on a show at Paradiddles. There, there's a Kingship Carer fundraiser happening, we've been told, at the Mars Bar. And also Maddie Stimpson, um, she's going to be there with her trio at the Great Mulvan Hotel in Mulvan on Saturday night too. But as I say, loads going on, so do check out the website for the full listings of the great live music we've got going on in Worcester and Malvern. Moving on to Sunday, the 22nd of September. Loving the sound of this next event. It's made for me. It's Chocoholics Afternoon Tea at the Lavender Tea Rooms. WR89DA is the postcode. It's all happening from 1 p.m. until 3 p.m. And you do need to book. Telephone them on 01684 252253. And I'll see you there for that one. It sounds amazing. Then again, loads of music going on all over the place again. Do check out the fabulous bands online. Then finally, my last two favourite things to do this coming week are on Tuesday, the 24th of September. The first one is Witty Ditties. It's 400 years of comic song happening at the Swan Theatre. This is a new show which explores our rich history of witty wordplay and melodic mirth it's chris green he's on the piano guitar and accordion and sophie matthews who plays woodwinds flute and saxophone and they're bringing you four centuries of chromatic comedy ranging from bawdy restoration ballads to stinging 60s satire via victorian musical variety well that's what they tell us it features songs by noel coward flanders and swan and a host of other known songwriters it's very fast it's very fast moving and it's going to have you rolling in the aisles they tell us sounds lots of fun right get your tickets for the swan theater from worcester live And then my final pick for this coming week is also on Tuesday the 24th and it's Miranda Sykes and Benji Kirkpatrick at the Malvern Cube. Miranda Sykes is the acclaimed singer and bassist with Show of Hands and after a career spanning over 20 years, during which time she played with many of the top musicians and singers in the whole world, in the folk realm of things. She's now touring as she started out. One woman, one bass and one guitar. This is a completely new project for her called Behind the Wall and it's all about what it means to be human today and where will our actions lead us. Pretty powerful and hard-hitting stuff but also poignant and very beautiful. Don't miss the show on Tuesday at the Malvern Cube it's going to be a fantastic one. And that's it for this week. Remember, if you have an event going on, do let us know so we can let everyone know. My name's Claire. Back to you, Rob. Thank you, Claire, for another great What's On Worcester roundup and a great podcast. And we hope we, we've set your day off to the start. Whenever you listen to this, do let us know when you listen to this. It could be in the bath. It could be on the commute to work. I know it's going to, we're going to, you're going to be listening in sunshine because apparently the weather now is going to stay sunny for like the rest of time. So it's going to be lovely and warm. But until we meet next week with good luck to the Worcestershire Rapids and hopefully I'll come back from Bournemouth if the seaside isn't too much for me and isn't too lovely for me. Until next week, I've been your host, Rob George. Thank you so much for listening. I think we're done here. Bye bye. (laughs) 